0: Welcome to the workshop. The workshop is more than an adult Sunday school. The workshop is a systematic discipleship program for teens and adults, which takes place Sunday morning prior to the service. Our focus is to be building disciples that are grounded in the basic principles of the gospel for spiritual health and for service, and to be equipped to minister broadly to meet spiritual needs around them and to develop and use their particular giftedness for the good of Christ's church. We typically run three 10 to 12-week semesters per year in the fall, winter, and spring, and we look at having some kind of missions project during the summer. If you're interested in finding out more about the workshop, please feel free to contact our administrator at New West Community Church, and you can find us on the web at newwestcommunitychurch.com. Thanks very much. Take care. 16.3. let's pray thank you father for the state you've given to us thank you that uh we are here to learn something new something more about you uh father i pray that you would take this time and and use it to uh build your church lord i pray that uh this this would bear much fruit not only in what we do this morning but also in our lives this week and this month when we coming here lord i thank you for the time that we've been able to spend together in this workshop going through the of learning more about you and diving into some of the depths of, of who and what you are. And Father, we thank you that you've given us your word and that it specifically tells us more about you and that you have given to us uh, your goodness and your kindness. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, we ask all these things. Amen. Amen. You'll notice my voice is a little off this morning. Uh, that's because I'm just I'm getting over something. So... Um, Great for me because I had to teach this morning, I have to preach later, and I had to teach this afternoon. So I've done it before; it's all good. Uh, uh, yeah. So, welcome. So, this morning, uh, I want to welcome uh, Terry online and, and maybe some other people online. That's great. Um, what did we learn from last week, ladies and gentlemen? We
1: from last week.
0: Was that riveting? Um, <laughs> yes. We learned about the goodness of God. We learned about the goodness of God. We
1: learned about the goodness of God.
0: Excellent. Did you guys hear that in the back? No. Interesting. Okay, okay, I'll say that again.
1: We learned about the goodness of God. Okay.
0: Yeah, anything else?
2: The common common. talking, yes, the back, the common grace of God, common grace of God. Yeah, that God is good even to those who don't delight in Him or love Him. That's amazing, that's amazing truth, right? Good morning, yes,
0: anything else from last week?
1: His gifts. To
0: us. he gives gifts to us yeah absolutely absolutely good and perfect gifts right because that's who he is good and perfect yeah that's
1: why
0: i'm here that's why <laughs> yeah. yeah and we're blessed to have you yeah absolutely and uh it's, it should be no surprise to us that a perfect god gives good and perfect gifts Yeah. And sometimes I think we question that without thinking first, right? Why did you give this to us? Why now, why this, right? Um, Good, all right, one other thing that I, I wanna draw your attention to is that we talked a little bit about, in his goodness, God holds back sin in the world, right? In his goodness, he holds back sin. Now, he's not gonna do that forever, right? But for now, he's holding back sin. And that should be very encouraging, because if he didn't, we'd be in a lot worse place right now. Right? Even even with all the stuff that's going on globally, nationally, provincially. Okay. Good. So this week, I want to talk about the power of God. But I want you to think about this question: How have you felt when you were exposed to something powerful? How have you felt when you were exposed to something powerful? (laughs) Exhilarating.
1: Then what (laughs) way? Yeah, and it was so much fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. Was it where the waves crashed? Oh yeah, blast. definitely. Yeah. It's, yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's interesting how in our culture now we look at storms completely differently. Right. Yeah.
2: Good. Uh, I, so building on what Joyce said, I remember camping one, uh, one year in which there was the most astonishing deluge downpour that I have ever seen where it was just all at once. And, uh, within re- literally within one minute, our, our camp turned into just a, uh, it was just, it was just flooded the whole thing within, within a minute. Wow. Uh, and, uh, and, and our children were really scared. They were really, really scared because they had never seen anything like this before with this amount of rain in such a short period of time. And now all of a sudden we've got to deal with all of our camp. And um, but it was it was wonderful, too, because we got to pray and, and the Lord took it away within a relatively short period of time. But that was it was it was good. But yeah, you're exposed to that power and there's some fear in that.
0: Yeah. Anybody else? And in fearing, you feel weak. Sorry. Weak. 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 Yeah, like helpless. Like, That's you, not a good feeling, though. You can't do anything. <laughs> you can't do anything. Yeah. Have yeah. uh, you, you felt like that before? Well, in, in that, yeah, in that circumstance.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Back in, uh, back in the uh, 70s, I don't know if anybody remembers, there was quite a large earthquake here. And yes. uh, I was in my room, uh, and my coffee table was shaking and everything on my table fell off and uh, it was pretty powerful it made a lot of noise too and it, it kind of frightened it, it was frightening yeah you know. yeah for sure. for sure one more share my awesome story and then we'll get into your table activity when i Oh, sorry. <laughs> when I was in Toronto, uh, uh, when I lived in Toronto, yeah. when I was younger, um, uh, hurricanes came through oh. and destroyed everything. I went down to uh, the park where I usually went and the trees were all over. The trees were all over the place and everything like that.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, crazy.
2: Yeah. All right. Go ahead. <clears throat> I'm gonna say it's intimidating. Intimidating. Yeah, because I'm I'm thinking about yesterday with that horse <laughs> that almost pulled me over. That was it never happened before with any of the horses, and so it's intimidating when you are so used to them, and then you're like, "Oh right, this thing's a thousand pounds."
0: yeah it's it's interesting right so we we run into nature and that that is that is for sure one of those times where we we experience power uh raw power right um and animals have that ability to to make us feel insignificant and sometimes out of control and um i remember we were at the seattle zoo and we were uh in at the lion pen and there were several lookout points that could go to one of them was down ground level behind a bunch of hexaglass, and uh, they had a pride of the lion. So there was a group of about 20 25 people, and uh, we were all looking at the lions, and oh, yeah, it was all good. And then they're like, okay, we need to go up top because something's going to happen. And they weren't going to feed them or something crazy like that. They the, the pride had moved right, and so they all left, and I stayed. and There's alpha male, like. Paris and I apart with, you know, probably maybe this thick glass, probably, it was, and he's just staring at me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, dude, let's go. <laughs> I didn't think that. So. But I'm just staring back and I'm like, this is cool, and I'm going to have it. And then he started that low growl. <laughs> and I'm like, Moment for the ability for men to make glass. Because <laughs> he wasn't like as large as some like wild lions, but to me, it's huge. You could have been taking me out in a heartbeat, yeah. right? I'm sure I look like a wild beast to <laughs> and, um, But, you know, and, and I think we all have different, different experiences of being in the presence of power, right? And I'll never forget that moment, like just, oh, Um, And yeah, and you know, we we all have these these great stories. What I I want you to do now is um, at your table, there's a basket. I know, right? Kind of exciting. So what I want you to do with your basket, I'm gonna give you about seven minutes, eight minutes. I want you to build something, only using the stuff in your basket that demonstrates something about God's power.
2: So we did a little story here. We
0: did, um, when Uzza touched the ark.
1: <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> okay,
0: good. Good. Yeah, and so it's displaying God's power. Is that Uzzah? Yes, the, the one with the the one with oh, the X's right. for that's eyes. That's good. Yeah, so you gotta trust the feels, right? Obviously. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the the overturned cart and the dirt and the Ark of the Covenant and Uzzah, and then these are just like some priest guys. Just come on, Uzzah, why'd you do that? There's one. Yeah. <laughs> good. All right.
1: Look
0: well, at this table here. Tell me about, about your creation. This is quite the thing. Okay. And, um, it's a tower. Yeah. And um, well,
1: it's a strong tower. The righteous to run into it and in they are Woo! Yeah. Wow. Well done. <laughs> I'm kind of amazed it's
0: still so standing. That's first. There's is why we
1: which blocks for us. Nice work. Oh, that's nice. All right, this table here. What do we got? So
0: ours is the cross of Christ. Now how much more powerful can we get, right?
2: And he's this one has so a crown of like ours is better than everybody else. Is? That's kind of what I
1: heard.
2: This this
0: is the crown of thorns and below you can see the blood that he shed, but it
1: was all out of love and this is on the um the uh Golgotha, Calvary. So there you go. Every place is represented.
0: (laughs) power in God may be called the effective energy of his nature or that perfection of his being by which he is the absolute and highest causality. We've seen
1: this language before in regards to God's attributes. That he is the highest uh, expression of these
0: things. So his goodness, he is... He is good, right? And everything else is judged accordingly, right? He is holy. Everything else is judged accordingly. Okay, so it's no different than his power. Okay, no different than his power. What I wanted to illustrate today, uh, not only your abundance of creativity, and and, you know, to hear you laugh and, and do all these things. But I also wanted to demonstrate something very powerful, part of the pun, that is intended. (laughs) Of the very nature of God in his power. You see, you had stuff to use to create something.
1: Hmm. God didn't have anything except himself.
0: In the beginning, God created. How did he create? He didn't create Using straws and pipe cleaners. So, and he knew exactly what he wanted to do. There was no thinking uh outside of you know what you were doing here. But it's also a demonstration of how this is a communal, uh, attribute where he gives us the ability to create. But there's a big difference between how God exercises power and how we exercise power. The dark side of that is we see men and women in the world trying to exercise their power over God. And time and time again, specifically in the Old Testament, we see God's response to mankind's desire to exercise power over God. And he always wipes it out, always. So there's a difference in power between God's power and our own power. Wayne Gruden said this, that God's omnipotence means that God is able to do all his holy will. All of it. There's nothing that God purposes to do that he can't do. This carries some very deep implications for us. For instance, God promises that he will finish what he begins. That's That's a promise we can rest
1: in and grow in. Because we are new creations in
0: Christ. And he will complete that, will he not? So that must mean he has the power to do it. It reminds me of, of something similar when it comes to planning and wisdom and knowledge in the sense of if I want to build something, I plan it out to make sure that I can complete what I want to begin. Now I have to admit, I haven't always completed the projects that I've started. That's not true of God. He completes everything that he starts. Remember back to his attribute of his eternality. He knows end from beginning. And he establishes both. And he has the power to make it happen. Um, I mean, prom- omnipotence comes from these two words, Omni, um, meaning all and potence, meaning power. Potence is also a root word where we get potentiality from. And there's a lot of talk today uh, in the business world, uh, in the self-help world, about the human potential. And in one regard you heard, even in our last series with Pastor Paul talking about how secular scientists are looking to increase the potentiality of humans. That they feel the next step in our evolution is somehow biomechanical.
1: But God will thwart
0: that, I believe. God's omnipotence means that God is able to do all his holy will. That's what Bruno said. But there's also things that God can't do. I know that most of you, or maybe all of you, already know this that God cannot lie,
1: God cannot be tempted, nor does he tempt anyone.
0: God does not repent. I could even add in here, God does not take risks. We've talked about that a couple times already.
1: Also, God does not deny himself. He
0: does not deny himself.
1: There's this great philosophical
0: question going on online. I think it's been happening for a very long time. And uh, There's a few people that I follow on YouTube. I don't subscribe to them, but... Their, their thing comes up in my view once in a while, so I'll watch it once in a while. They're secular philosophers, and a couple of them are just crazy. And
1: they they seem to love this one question: Can God create stone so large that it cannot lift it? It's an interesting philosophical question,
0: but the answer is no because he never denies himself. And it's not that God couldn't create it, he just doesn't. And they use this question to disprove the existence of God because they say, if God is all powerful, then he can create this rock. And if he creates this rock so large that he can't lift it, then he can't be God. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. It's, it's, a, it's not only is it a, it's a, it's a circular, argument is, to use the vernacular, it's a argument.
1: <laughs> because it would mean that he defies
0: himself. Okay, it would mean that he defies himself. If you wanna know more about that, that philosophical approach, we would than happy to talk to you about it, not today. Like, like I said, I got to Zoom, Zoom, literally. <laughs> but I'd be happy to talk more about that with you if you still desire. So what I want you to do now at your table is I want you to spend some time about five, seven minutes, looking at old testament descriptions of God's power. Actually write the scripture uh notations down. Okay. Old Testament.
1: So are we reading? Yes. Oh sorry. I see
0: you don't need to give me the You don't need to give me the scripture verses, just give me the story. Oh, I don't know the story. So, so we'll go with Psalm 78. Psalm 78. Yeah, which describes everything, most of what people have already uh,
1: stated. Uh, um, yeah. And then Isaiah 40, right.
0: 22 and 26. Okay, good. Thank you. At the back,
2: let's start with Pastor so the like. So just to, I mean. I'm not going to go over all the ones that have already been said, but uh, we had some further thoughts in Job concerning the fact that uh, there, God had put a hedge around Job, but then also that Satan, uh, arguably the most powerful Thing and, you know, enemy of God, uh, that he has to ask for permission of God to be able to afflict Job just yeah. shows God's sovereignty and power. And then uh, noting as well, the, the power that God displays when he comes to Job and talks about how he set up the storehouses of, of snow in the heavens and, and kept back the sea from from going beyond its bounds and, and Leviathan and behemoth.
0: Right. Good. Thank you. I see this table right here.
1: Uh, we have the
2: story of Exodus that okay. God uses Moses, right? oh. yeah. story of Exodus that God uses Moses to free out the people from the, the land of Israel and land of uh, Egypt from the land of Egypt so we have the ten, the plagues that God demonstrated into the eyes of the Pharaoh. And then when they are on Exodus, they are uh, how God provides these people due to manna and quail. And then at the same time, provide water in the um, rock of Mereva. At the same time, protecting God's power and protecting people in the battle along the way until they, what we call the promised land. Uh, good, good. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's, it's, uh, it's not interesting
0: to me because I think we just uh, very well, as, uh, as, a, as a group of, of believers, but um, maybe it was included in this table here. Not a lot brought up regarding God's power and judgment and how he uses other nations to exercise his judgment upon Judah and Israel. I bring that up because I'm spending some time reading that, so probably forefront. But using his his sovereign power uh, over kings of the earth, especially in Nebuchadnezzar. Um, we often forget that God's power is often uh, we often forget God's power is also exhibited in his judgment. Good. So some of God's names, El Elohim. El is a short form of Elohim. Uh, Elohim being used a lot in Book Three of the Psalms uh, because Elohim is that word that describes His mighty power, specifically as His mighty power to judge. Uh, Psalm Book Three of the Psalter. Uh, its focus is primarily primarily upon why do the wicked prosper and the righteous suffer if god is sovereign why do the righteous suffer under the hand of the wicked right and so uh, that's the overarching theme of of book three of the psalter el shaddai god almighty and uh some of you brought it up that um most most commentators that I read said that if there was one single book in all of the Bible that displayed, talked about, referenced God's power the most, it's the book of Job. Right, the book of Job,
1: that's it. Not even Genesis, but the book of Job.
0: Interesting. Uh, the overpower uh, is also connected to El Shaddai, we see that in Exodus. And then I don't know to the Lord, but the, the intent with that is that he is the powerful one. Okay? The powerful one. So some demonstrations of God's power, because oftentimes I think we forget, or maybe we don't, uh, I sometimes forget that there is power in the kingdom of God. And Something that I am reading thinking through even right now is the very fact that we are in the kingdom of God, even on earth. And that there is, there is an aspect of the kingdom of God that is eschatological, that is end time that will culminate. But right now, brothers and sisters, we are in the kingdom of God. And there is a, a, an aspect of that exercise of his kingdom, his dominion on this earth that we are part of. And I, and I was looking at it and just, thank you. <laughs> when your pastor says anything, okay, you're good. <laughs> but I was thinking about this, especially in this last week, preparing for today. Because, again, how do you encapsulate the power of God in 45 minutes? <laughs> you certainly don't do it with craft. <laughs> well, maybe maybe it helps. But notice this. In Matthew chapter 3, in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. What, what, what did he say? Repent? Why? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's, it's coming upon us. Right? And we know who he is referring to. And in Mark chapter 1, and now after John was arrested, he John the Baptist, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God, saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Why, now what do you do? You repent and believe in the gospel.
1: Times fulfilled. Christ said that, he
0: said, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand, it's upon you. Oh. And then Matthew chapter four, now when he heard that John had rest arrested is Jesus, he withdrew to Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Nebuchadnezzar, skipping the verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, the kingdom of heaven is in heaven.
1: The kingdom of heaven associated with his power. Associated with his power. Some other
0: instances where people came into contact with God's power, there's the wine in John chapter 2, the first of the signs. There's the healing. Just say the word. Matthew 8. Anybody know off the top of their head without looking it up? Who said this? That's oh. That's centurion. centurion. Yeah, centurion. He said, he said, I am a man under authority. I go and do what I'm told, and I have people under my authority, and they go and do what I tell them to do. You just say the word, and I will know that it'll happen.
1: That's a Gentile. And Jesus' responds to this guy? Yes.
0: Well, not just yes. Without being silly, it's like Jesus praises this guy. Never before have I seen faith like this from a Gentile. I'm preaching. I'll be careful. <laughs> okay. uh, Matthew eight, a little bit further on. Creation is powerful. Creation rebuking the wind. I refer to this all the time because it's just so powerful. Not the fact that he just said, "Be still," and I think he yelled it. But the, the apostles' response afterwards—they were not just afraid. They were very afraid because they'd never seen anything like this before. And I've said it this way a number of times before, they didn't have a psychological pigeonhole to put this experience in. So as you were talking about your experiences of of power in your life, whether it's flooding and camping or me standing in front of a lion, In those cases, we don't have a pigeonhole to place that in. And I think that's one reason why we are shocked and almost in awe to what we just breathe. Because we don't know what to do.
1: As a side note, what do humans do when they encounter an angel? They fall to the ground.
0: Now, if they do that in the presence of an angel... Is simply a creature, but oftentimes reflects the power and glory of God, what do you think humans are going to do in front of God when they don't have Christ?
1: This is why it's so powerful when every knee shall bow. And as pastors already said, Satan,
0: and I would agree, probably the most powerful creature that we know, has to bow the knee to Christ.
1: Think about that. Give her a life. I love this.
0: Right? If you've just been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Do you believe he's going to run them again? Yeah, I do. In the resurrection, you'll come alive. I believe that. I am in the resurrection. Roll a stone.
1: Come on, Jesus. Four days, right? Could be good. Roll stone.
0: It calls him. And it comes up. All marble. And I said this in our, in our works, our no, no, noble God last week. Poor Lazarus. He had to die twice. Yeah. <laughs> right? Can you imagine? Right? You ain't alive. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> no. And not only that, Jews were coming to his house with his sisters because they wanted to see this guy that Jesus had raised. And when they saw him, they went, okay, now we got to kill him because everyone's believing that Christ is him Right? So poor Lazarus like, will die again, and you want to kill me. What's the common feature in all of these, other than Jesus? What's the common feature? Life good spoke. sorry oh, just spoke. he just spoken right now there are lots of healings where he touches there are some healings where people touch right there's a raising of the of the dead where he comes alongside and he touches and he, he lifts these are all his voice that's power
1: that's power what i didn't include here is when he's being arrested Right? And he said, he goes, I'm the one. <laughs> and they fall down. There's no other option to fall down in front of that kind of power. So, wrapping up. It is power to love yourself. this way. That's power.
0: That is power. But it's not yours.
1: Okay. So we'll-
0: oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Good. So there's a reverence for his power that we as his followers should have. There's a reverence for his power. There's a recompense for his enemies. So his power generates reverence on our part, but there will be a recompense for his enemies, and that should that should scare us, motivate us to to preach and live the gospel. But it should also comfort us, brothers and sisters. I heard a learning alarming statistic last night: sixty-three million babies have been killed. Roe versus Roe. Wow. Sixty-three <laughs> million.
1: That's double, near double Canada's population.
0: That's a quarter of the United States population. They've murdered a quarter of their population. And there are women with signs saying, I wish my mom aborted me. Yeah. It's, it's horrific.
1: There will be a recompense for all. Of
0: There's also refuge in this power for these children. There's a refuge for us. Because as that back table so clearly demonstrates that in the storms of our life, and as this symbolizes here is the, the strong tower, God alone is our refuge. It's not our house. It's not our jobs. It's not our bank account. It's not what we can do. It's what Christ has done for you. Your... Your refuge is in
1: Christ. Finally, there's rest. There will come a time, if there hasn't been already, where you can't do anything but just sit. There's a rest for us.
0: He has the power to create, but he alone has the power to sustain and he alone is the one who will be page. If he creates by the sheer power of his voice and through that power sustains all things,
1: he is eternal, and he is good, there's no other place for us to go. Let me finish off my saying.
0: Louis Burkhoff says that the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Amen. You know? mm-hmm. he, do he does this pleasure among the armies of heaven and, and the inhabitants of the earth. It's a tribute of adoration of the scriptures everywhere render unto God and the truth which they everywhere present as the ground of confidence to his people. You hear that? His power is our confidence.
1: This is all we know. This is all we know and all we need to know in this subject. So, there are some things in
0: life that are a mystery, including God's attributes and their fullness and how they fully harmonize with one another, how there isn't one overriding the other. That God can be both love
1: and wrath where God can be both merciful and just so we rest in that. I love how Burkha says this is all we know and all we need to know. God is all powerful. And there we might rest satisfied. Thank you for the Lord Jesus who came and for a time, but aside, did not regard being equal with you, lived the life you couldn't live, died, and shed his blood in our place. Cursed in our place and experienced power in his resurrection. You raised him from the dead. And we see that power, Father, even in
0: Acts, especially how we see Stephen. Who is empowered boldly to preach for you? We see Peter, restored, boldly speaking.
1: Peter and John, boldly speaking to you, even in the threat of being beaten. And we see through time, from there to here, we see martyrs all through the time. Even today, we're being imprisoned and beaten
0: segregated from family and friends in their church, some even dying because they refuse to bow and knee
1: to anything, and anyone except Christ. That is power. That is your power exhibited through your healing.
0: Lord, I pray that we wouldn't run after Six easy steps to unleash the power of the spirit in our life. Father, I pray that we would fall on our knees before you in awe, and reverence, and thankfulness. For you are power. And I pray, Lord, that if there are some in this room who have not completely surrendered their life to you, that you would do that. That you would show yourself powerful to them. Not just powerful in a way that Overwhelms them with the power that gives them confidence that no matter what they face, no matter what they're going to do, that you are there. And that you are their stronghold. You are their shield. You are their, their love. Father, thank you for this day and for Rose and Sisters. I pray that it was for you. Thank you in Jesus' name. Please feel free to walk around and look at other people's creations.